This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast and give us stars and reviews on iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, this is our second time trying to record this because it just glitched up like two minutes in. Yeah, we had some really um, winning banter about I know. Christmas presents. Banter is great. Uh, the one the thing ages. I don't want to lose is that Jess is going to Oh, yeah. Lost. Um, uh, yeah, I mentioned last week that I'm going to Los Angeles. Um, I am still going to Los Angeles. It's just going to be a week earlier. Um, I'm not sure if I specified. I'm just tagging along with my husband's business trip um, <laughs> to take advantage of his hotel room. He was like, well, I probably will be busy most of the time. I won't be able to see you. I was like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be in California. I got stuff to do. Where it's not 20 degrees. <laughs> It'll be excellent. So when are you going? Um, so I'll be there the week of the 7th, January 7th. Um, and a couple people have actually reached out in regard to, because I kind of floated the idea of a meetup. Seems like some people would be amenable <laughs> to that. It's going to be in the middle of the week, so sorry in advance. But um, follow me on Twitter, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E, um, and I will keep it posted And if I when I know something, I'll... Uh, say here. Very good. Okay, let's, let's get into this super fun topic. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to talk about the Neil deGrasse Tyson story. Mm-hmm. And here's the background from my perspective on this story, not getting into the details yet, mm-hmm. which is that about a year ago, my friend David McAfee, who writes for my site, um, published on his own Pathios blog, so nothing to do with me. He published his own story, basically saying he had done his own investigation and got in touch with a woman who had made allegations that Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist, had raped her when they were in college. Mm -hmm. She had made this allegation, like, years prior, but, like, it just went nowhere. No one took it seriously, and that it kind of died. And I guess David tried to look into it to see if there was anything there, Mm -hmm. and he produced his own version of her story and whatever he could say to corroborate it or just putting it out there Mm -hmm. on another platform where maybe more people would see it. And I've said this to him personally, and I've said it when we talked about the Lawrence Krauss investigation, there is a difference between like Buzzfeed or the New York times or the Washington post putting out a story like this, because not only do they have resources like people who are working on this story full time Mm -hmm. or maybe with other stories, but doing the reporting Um, they have people telling them, you need to make sure you've crossed all these, uh, here's the whole checklist. Did you do all these things? Uh, Dot your I's, cross your T's. And by the way, we have editors looking it over to Mm -hmm. make sure you're doing it all right. Mm -hmm. Versus someone who has the best of intentions and knows how to be a journalist in a more, like, less uh, organized sort of way. Like, he doesn't have the editors. He doesn't have the media outlet. Mm -hmm. It's just him. So you read what he says, and you trust that he's doing his due diligence with this, but that's where you take it. That's where it goes. So when he posted this a year ago, it also didn't really go anywhere. And I think that's part of the reason why, because it's like, well, it's a post on Patheos. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that means. And so... Right, and I think these sort of one-off things are so tricky, because obviously we always want to believe women who are coming forward, but when a one-off... I think that's why when people say, like, oh, if you just believe any woman, they're going to take advantage of whatever, I don't think that that's really what we've almost ever seen. Yeah. Like, the, And even with, all the people who have published, the, the Harvey Weinstein investigators, Ronan Farrow for The New Yorker, they've all said when people contact them with those stories, mm-hmm. as a person, they're like, okay, I believe you, and right. I believe you so much that if you're right, I really want to help you corroborate all right. this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into all of this. Yeah. And so when they put out a report, you're more inclined to hopefully take it seriously. Mm -hmm. 
because you know they've done the legwork. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, and that's not to say David did not. That's to say I think a lot of people would look at that. The resources available to a blogger are different to yes. a Ronan Farrow. And I think people looking at that would say, well, okay, you're one guy. I don't know how credible you are. And even if I can read your report and see what you did, and mm-hmm. even if I take it all seriously, why isn't anyone else talking about right. this? Okay, so that's what I happened. He posted this last year. Nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Earlier, I think about a week ago, he said, I've been in contact with two other people who said they also have allegations. These are not allegations of rape. They're allegations of inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that in the case involving rape, what this woman said is that she went to grad school with him. Um, she said that they were dating and he had put something in her drink. And when she woke up out of her days, uh, he was having sex with her. Mm-hmm. That was her story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the two allegations that came out this week, one was from someone who was kind of his assistant while working on Cosmo. Um, basically saying, you know, she drove Cosmos. Her, Cosmo. I'm Cosmos sorry. the magazine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place here. But she (laughs) said she was like his driver. She spent hours and hours with him. He was Neil deGrasse Tyson everywhere. Right. You know, like playing with the crew in a good, playful, science-y sort of way. Right. You know, everyone loves the guy. Um, But she said at some point he basically got close enough to her because you're in contact with that person for Mm -hmm. hours and hours that they knew a lot about each other's lives. He invited her at some point up for a drink at whatever hotel he was Mm -hmm. staying at. Um, made some allegation like not, he he said something like you know I'd love to hug you but if I hug you I would want to do more Yikes. sketchy sort of saying and she said she went back she told somebody about this and said it made me really uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, which makes sense Neil deGrasse Tyson basically said I'm paraphrasing here even it's because he wrote a long response on Facebook this week um, that he said something like. Uh, I apologize when I found out that she had felt this way, that she felt uncomfortable. Um, I apologize profusely. She accepted the apology. I assured her that had I known she was uncomfortable, I would have apologized on the spot, ended the evening, and whatever, whatever. Um, But shortly after that, she basically quit working for Cosmos. Mm -hmm. Like, she moved on, did something else, and it was only when she saw the allegation from the first woman that she's like, I believe your story. This is the thing that happened. Okay, so there's a second one. There's a third woman who basically, um, oh, man, now I'm just, they're all blurring together. Oh, the other one was a woman who met him at a conference or right. something. He spoke. She said she had a tattoo on her shoulder of, like, the universe. And, of course, he's super excited about this. Mm-hmm. And she says he was trying to see, like, oh, do you have Pluto on there? Because, you know, he's a, he has a thing about Pluto, whether it's a planet or not. Mm-hmm. And he, like, maybe reached under her dress yeah. or on the top of her dress to see if Pluto was there. Right. He basically, again, I'm looking for it here because there's a lot going on here. He basically said that probably sounds like something I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly... That is inappropriate. Oh, here it is. I only just learned that she thought this behavior creepy. That was never my intent, blah, blah, blah. Had I been told of her discomfort in the moment, I would have offered the same apology eagerly. In my mind's eye, I'm a friendly and accessible guy, but going forward, I can surely be more sensitive to people's personal space, even in the midst of my planetary enthusiasm. Okay. Um, BuzzFeed also posted a fourth story this week, which was also um, a woman who said she was made to feel uncomfortable around him Mm -hmm. and said as much. I guess 
um, an organization she was working with wanted to bring Neil deGrasse Tyson in as a speaker. And she was like, don't do that because here's my story from several years ago. And the whatever happened at work, um, they didn't bring him or something like that. But so she has some evidence that I'm not, I'm not just making this up right now. Mm-hmm. I have the email I sent years ago describing the thing that I said happened way back when. So here's where we're at. You have kind of three women who said, look, he said these things or did these things that made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, it, it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in, at least two of the cases were kind of in public. The one was like in his room. I can see how all of that is bad behavior that like, dude, what the hell are you doing? That's creepy. You should have known better. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you give him the benefit of the doubt, it's, you should have known better than to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have that rape accusation, which I'm still struggling to know what to make of that. One of the reasons people dismiss that story is because the victim, alleged victim in question, she believes a lot of weird stuff, and she's blogged about a lot of weird supernatural stuff, and Neil deGrasse Tyson mentioned that too. But at the same time, it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean she's wrong about this thing. It doesn't mean she's lying about it. And this is what people, I, I can tell you that was my first reaction. I'm like, well, she doesn't seem very credible. Mm-hmm. But this is what everyone does. It's like, mm-hmm. well, let me see what's wrong with the victim. I don't want to believe her. Let me try to trash her. All the people who went after Christine Blasey Ford, it's like, no, she was actually a totally credible witness. And right. they still attacked her right. for not being credible. Like, that's unfair to the woman. Like, take her story and it needs to be investigated. Um, and I, I, even though this was my first instinct, it's like, I know it's wrong mm-hmm. to say who cares whatever she's done in her life or whatever right. she believes now. It's irrelevant. Here's what is happening from this point forward. The rape one, the alleged rape, is the only potential crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cosmos and Fox and National Geographic, which oversee the show, said we're undertaking an investigation. There's no crime here because it, I, I guess the victim said she reported it, but it was already past the statute of limitations. So nothing's going to legally happen mm-hmm. with any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, w- the question is, if you believe her... And if the evidence, I guess, whatever investigation they uncover, if they're like, yeah, there's, she didn't make this up, this is what she says happened, then the question is what happens from there? Um, and if he says, if it's a he said, she said story, where do you go from there? It's not a Brett Kavanaugh situation because it's not like he's getting promoted to something right. else and they're vetting him and this is a... He's s- under oath for anything. Yeah. Or, yeah. This is just a, do you like him as much as you used to? Will he get all the invitations to be Neil deGrasse Tyson? That, that's really the only question here because it's not... We're not talking about a crime that will still be litigated. Right. Um, Fox and National Geographic, they say they're undertaking this thing. I don't know if I... That's all they said. We're investigating it. But again, they have a, they have a reason to say, we, we hope the investigation comes back clean because they taped season two of the show. It hasn't aired yet. Mm-hmm. They have a lot riding on the idea that he didn't do anything. So it's like, that's not an independent investigation. And they haven't said, we're hiring an outside party to look into all this right. um, to see what happens. So, okay, so I think that's kind of the really brief rundown of what the hell's going on. I, again, I still don't know what to make of it. I also, I, my first thought is like, please don't let it be the case. Yeah. But who cares what I think? Who cares that I want him to be not this guy? (laughs) So, so my sort of 
struggle with this is that I like Neil deGrasse Tyson and respect him a lot and think he's a really positive role model in the kind of STEM world. And this fucking sucks. And because I deeply want to believe that none of this is true, I I feel myself doing the things of like, well, it wasn't that bad. Or well, it was <laughs> like, and I, I can feel myself doing that. And I and I hate that I do that because if this woman made this accusation, it, it her personal safety and well-being is more important than me liking a scientist. Um, the I don't know. The dress one makes me. I don't like that one. Just doesn't feel as sinister or as. I could it does see feel him. Like I could socially... see his view in that, where he's like, "Yeah, I realize now I shouldn't have done that, but I really was excited about the tattoo, and I thought it was just here." I think that I... was a more like slightly socially awkward, maybe inconsiderate thing. Like, because yeah. honestly, if that had happened to me, I don't think I would have thought much of it. If I was yeah. showing somebody a tattoo and they like moved like. My a bra sleeve strap or, or a bra strap or something. Like, I don't think I would think much of it. But, like, if that made that woman feel uncomfortable, like, that is not for me to tell her story right. and tell her how to feel. Um, and and in that regard, I think his apology there felt sincere. Like, but, I went overboard. I shouldn't have. Right. I won't but, in the future. But if, like, drugging and raping somebody is a huge... A, that's the thing is what's kind of been hard in my mind is these are like three three things that are like, like really run the spectrum of <laughs> what the Me Too movement is kind of encapsulating. <laughs> One is just men being so unaware of how women feel when they're around that they do something inconsiderate like move their sleeve or or whatever it was, not just not thinking. And yeah, that's bad. The other end of the spectrum is like men drugging and violently raping women, like. So, and then somewhere in the middle is, like, making an inappropriate, probably drunk pass at your... That was the fourth thing BuzzFeed said. A woman came forward to them after hearing these other stories and said, I was at a party, whatever planetary party, years ago. He basically drunkenly propositioned her, is what she said. And that's why she didn't want him to speak at their event years later. Uh. Um, it's the, the drunken, like, hey, let's do this. Like, dude, what do you... Neil... Neil, that sort of reaction. Yeah. But inappropriate, yes. Criminal, no. No, and but I don't think she's behavior. arguing that it should be criminal. And, and and yeah, I think that what she did was entirely appropriate. Go to her work, yeah. say, here's my experience with this person. I do not feel comfortable, and I don't think we should support this man. Right. Um, I should have said this earlier. With the rape story, here's what Neil deGrasse Tyson says. He says... I'm going to quote this. While in grad school, I had several girlfriends, one of whom would become my wife of 30 years, blah, blah, blah. Over this time, I had a brief relationship with a fellow astro graduate student from a more recent entering class. I remember being intimate only a few times, all at her apartment, but the chemistry wasn't there, so the relationship faded quickly. There was nothing otherwise odd or unusual about this friendship. Um, he learned later that she had dropped out shortly after this. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't know it had anything to do with him. She mm -hmm. says it was because of him. Um, and he said, I note that this allegation was used as a kind of solicitation bait by at least one journalist. I think he's talking about David. To bring out of the woodwork anybody who had any encounter with me that left them uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I so he says, we did date. We did have sex. 
it wasn't like that. Yeah. And then we broke up because that happens. That's kind of his version of the story. Not denying. He's not saying I didn't know this woman. He's not saying we didn't have right. sex. He's saying this accusation that I drugged her and raped her it is didn't of, happen. I mean, not whatever. Like, de- like drugging your girlfriend seems fucking well. Like, not to say that doesn't happen. I'm sure in abusive relationships it happens all the time. But, like, when you first told me that story, I thought it was they were like strangers at a bar and mm-hmm. he roofied her and then took her home. But right. that's not the case. He knew the her. Case. They were dating. She says this happened. Um, now, I should say, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson also said... Uh, with this independent investigation, which he's, he's calling it independent. I, I haven't read that from Fox or National Geographic, mm-hmm. but he says, I welcome this. He welcomes the independent investigation. Um, and, but again, it's also that investigation really means it's pretty much a he said, she said thing because it doesn't look like anyone's denying that they dated or, or had, sex. had sex or anything like that. It's a question of what happened in this apartment that one time. Right. And again, what do you do with this information? Because it's not like you have multiple women saying similar stories. That's the thing. It's other women who said, look, he did this thing that was totally crossed the line right. uncomfortably. And yeah, he should know better. And now that we're telling this story, he damn well better know never right. to do that again. But again, totally different parts I mean, of the spectrum, like you're saying. You fucking nailed it. It's, it's not, I feel like normally when we see serial offenders like this come across, they're MO stays the same, same, right? They tend to go after drunk fangirls or whatever. Like, those are the kinds of things that we see. This doesn't feel... I think that's why I'm struggling with this so much is because, you know, so somebody like... Like, when the thing with Silverman came up or the thing with Krauss came up, I was devastated by it and also was completely comfortable writing them off. I was like, I, from what I hear, from what this cohesive story, this narrative is, it makes sense to me that, and from what, and like, I kind of knew David Silverman personally. So like, yes, all of that kind of lines up with the image of who I know that person to be. And this kind of behavior seemed to be repeated and similar, yada, yada, yada. This feels different because it's not a pattern of bad behavior. He doesn't have a, a string of women who have worked for him for four months and then run away. And, and it's not to discount anybody's individual experience. It just feels different. It, I don't feel... I feel like shit because I don't feel ready to write him off and I don't know if it's because I'm being intellectually honest and really trying to understand this nar- this narrative and make sure that we have our ducks in a row before we, before we write him off or because I just really like Neil deGrasse Tyson and deeply, deeply, deeply want this not to be true. I don't know the right answer yeah. and it makes me feel like a fucking garbage feminist. <laughs> Um, I had people for the past year who have been uh, every now and then I'll get an email that says, how come you haven't said anything about this? I mean, it's it's David writing it. It's not like I don't know him and it's not like I'm not aware of his posting. Mm -hmm. It's like, how come I haven't said anything? And part of it's like, because I don't know what to make of that investigation. I don't know as much as I like him. I don't know if it's a wild goose chase or if he has done his due diligence properly. And I'm in no position to judge that. Yeah. Because that would basically mean, let me look at all of his steps. And even if he did everything right, I don't know how credible to make of it. That's why, uh, actually, I got an email about this very thing after David posted last week that, oh, there's these two other women. And then I really got... Some emails like, well, are you going to write about this thing uh-huh. now? Like, I'm in the same position. I don't know what to make of it. And then there was a flood of articles uh, that basically cited David's post saying, 
according to Pathios, this is what happened. Mm. Neil deGrasse Tyson responded on Facebook. And BuzzFeed, here's one thing that is worth, I think, noting. Um, and I'm going to make sure I find this. Um, BuzzFeed, there was a line in their story that was, they buried the lead here. Over the course of nearly three years, BuzzFeed News has spoken with more than 30 people for this story, including the alleged victims and their families, Cosmos crew members, and grad students and professors who were at UT Austin 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Dozens more from that time did not reply to our request for interviews. Most of the people interviewed lamented the prospect that damaging allegations might take down the world's most famous living scientist and perhaps the most famous black scientist in history. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, God, blah, etc. Think about the fact he was black. <laughs> like, but here's, here's the thing that crossed my mind. It sounds like years ago when that, uh, the alleged victim made her post, mm-hmm. there was a news outlet that took it seriously enough to say, all right, we're going to look into this. Mm-hmm. And in three years, they got, Nowhere. They yeah. didn't find this pattern. They didn't find anything confirming her story enough to the point where they felt comfortable amplifying it mm-hmm. to everybody. Because if, again, this is how these actual news outlets work. It's like, okay, you tell the story. Well, we believe you enough to the point where we're going to investigate it and see it. But if there is no pattern, if there is no corroborating evidence, and um, and if there is no smoking gun here... Mm-hmm then all we have to go off of is your word. And that is not enough in these cases to tell the story in one of these large outlets. That's why I was like, if I didn't know they were working on this for three years and I didn't know. And again, they didn't post anything in three years because they didn't have anything. And the only thing they kind of said is after these two other women came out, which I think they were aware of, Mm -hmm. but again, that's different from a rape allegation. They said, by the way, there was this one other woman who contacted us saying he propositioned me at some event. Um, We'll add that to the pile. But really, even they're saying, these are just the stories that have been told. Um, We have some of the same information that basically David had reported. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. They're not saying there's additional information that nobody else had that people that they did the investigation. But the one thing I appreciate is now that David has put it out there Mm -hmm. for better or for worse Mm -hmm. on his own. Now people are actually doing a different investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've talked to him about this and he's like, I don't, I don't care what the answer is. I know these women came to me and they said, these are our stories and Mm -hmm. he did them as much uh, due diligence as he could have done to report their stories. And he's like, I, I want to know the truth. He's coming at this without an ax to grind. Right. He loves Tyson for the same reason all of us do. He's also disturbed by the stories. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be the first to tell you, like, I want people to investigate this. And by all means, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, if I have something wrong here, tell me. But they haven't done that. Right. And I, I want to sort of amend something I said before, because when we're talking about, like, patterns of behavior... I want to be clear, even having raped one person <laughs> right, is right, enough right. for him to be, to... We can find other scientists. Right. I, I just, there is a reason that rape is so infrequently prosecuted, and it's because A, women don't come forward, B, men don't believe women, C, even when, they, when women do come forward and are believed by men, it's tricky to prove. Rape kits are sitting in a fucking warehouse somewhere or whatever. So... And I, so I'm, 
I really trying to tap one. dance around this idea of like I want to I want to believe this woman deserves to be believed and she deserves to get justice if what she says did happen. But <sighs> um, she's I don't know. I, I one of the reports I read said no one at the school had heard about this incident at the time. With the caveat that this also isn't something people talked about a lot right. at the time. So right. maybe they wouldn't have heard about it. But the people they did talk to said this doesn't match the guy I knew at the time Which either. is fucking baseless. Which is baseless because, of course, you wouldn't know it. He wasn't raping you if yeah. that was the case. Like, like John Wayne Gacy was somebody's next door neighbor. Like, yeah. they weren't like, what? So, like, just to say, like, well, we didn't hear about it. And he was always friendly to me. Right. That doesn't exonerate the guy. It's just something to keep in mind as I, I don't know what this investigation uncovers that we don't already know. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to if you believe he did this, um, then what will happen? He'll probably lie low for a while. Mm-hmm. They'll push back the premiere of season two mm-hmm. and he probably won't get a lot of invites anywhere for a little while. But then they'll probably start coming back. That's probably, I guess, what I think will happen as a result of all this. Investigation goes nowhere. Everything continues, but maybe at a slower rate for now. Yeah. Then he'll be back to being Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel like utter shit about all of this because this this I'm not reacting the way I I should react and the way I think I should like and it's because it's Neil deGrasse Tyson it's because it's Neil deGrasse Tyson and just the circumstances that it's 20 years old and not like I, I it's 30 30 years old. no it's and that's bullshit Jessica you're being bad like I don't I'm sorry I'm trying to be as honest as I know how to be because I really don't think it helps anybody if I'm like yeah fuck him he's done I think we need to acknowledge that like this shit that we're going through this sort of cleansing of garbage men is not not sanitation workers men who are garbage um is difficult and painful and generally the right thing to do it's like having a tumor We had this removed. conversation with Al Franken about Al Franken Did we? way back when where it's like well yeah he was being inappropriate and the Kristen Gillibrand and other democrats were like fine get rid of him we have another democrat waiting in the wings yeah and it's like but the thing is, we don't have another Neil deGrasse Tyson waiting in the wings. That is, he is a yeah. he's a very much a once in generation scientist communicator. and communicator. Yeah, and most people cannot do both of those things. Yeah, and that is not to say that if he is guilty of these things, he <laughs> shouldn't. I'm just going to keep talking in circles um, for the rest the, of my life. Please, I'm doing my best, you victims, guys. Please don't come at me. The two women who said he acted inappropriately with us, they were even clear that like. They're not trying to take a guy down, but they are lamenting the fact that here's another black uh, scientist Mm -hmm. who made the rape allegations. She's not a scientist, or at least she's not, like, known for being a scientist now. So, like, even if you lose Neil deGrasse Tyson, you also lost this woman if her story is accurate because of what he allegedly did to her, and no one's talking about that. So, again, this comes down to... It's not just what you did. It's who did you stop from yep. uh, being someone else like you? I don't know. So it is, I don't know. Yeah, it is difficult. And it's frustrating. And I don't know what to make of it. And I'm still, in part of me is saying, if let's say the rape allegation had not come forth, certainly these other women wouldn't have spoken up. But I don't, I don't know what happens because if all the stories we hear at this point are, well, he acted this way... And most of them are like, yeah, he was a little too, I don't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> when I met him in person. Dude. Yeah. 
I don't know what comes of that. And I don't know. I, I've seen both sides of this. I've heard people say he didn't, he clearly didn't do anything serious. And I've heard people say, yep, write him off really quickly. I don't know that either one is helpful because they're coming from at it with the same information that I have. Mm-hmm. And I also realize that I'm in the same boat you are. It's like, I don't know that I'm looking at this fully with the victim's with your mind. Eyes. Yeah, and I'm being really, really selfish on behalf of myself and our community. And I, I, it's like I feel like I'm being a very bad feminist today because yeah. I've, I am the first to admit I've buried my head in the sand about this whole thing this last week. It's just been not like... It's not... Uh, it's too hard. It's too fucking much for me right now. I, there's too many things I am... Like losing sleepover, I need. I wanted to pretend this wasn't real for like a week. Um, I mean, you've already ruined my day, so like whatever. My job here is done. Go ahead. Here, here's one for you. Uh, I I had a debate with this with another one of my writers because we were discussing this story. Uh, Here's here's the story we can all agree on. Yeah. A South Carolina megachurch pastor named John Gray. He recently gave a sermon. This is, I think, right after Thanksgiving where he basically said, hey, all of you in this mega church, a lot of whom are not regulars, some of you are mm-hmm. here because you need hope, you need something in your life. Oh, I was going to say, because your grandma's in town and she's making <laughs> you go to church. That was no, my life. Like, you're here, you're <laughs> struggling, you need something. I'll tell you what, here's all the collection baskets. You come up here, you take what you need what? from these baskets. Nice. And basically he was saying like, yeah, you... Put faith in us. We got your back. Jesus has your back, etc. That was kind of where he was going. And there was these, and you saw these people reaching in the confession. Uh, My the, eyes the, keep getting tinier because I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So here's a conversation I had with uh, one of my writers, Beth. Beth saw this and she's like, that's an awesome thing that they did. I wish more churches Oh, that's the end of the do- story? I thought, I thought it was going to be like, I'll give you my psych, cynical version in a second. fake money it's and like fake. leave it for tips. No, no, no. no. Legit, like, okay. It was a legit was thing. He did give money. Okay. That's the thing. And she's like, that's awesome. I wish more churches would do something like that. And then I'm like, no, this is cynical. I'll, I'll be the cynical guy here. And I'm like, no, I think there's more to this. We actually ultimately decided... She she was not convinced by anything I had to say, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. So we ended up posting two articles, one where we just had her nice version and one where I'm like, let me tell you why I think John Gray is full of crap. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I want to start because I think I'm currently leaning on your other writer's side. What's her name? Yeah, uh, Beth. Beth. I'm leaning on Beth's side right now. It <laughs> seems like a nice gesture, if not a the Band-Aid on a bullet wound kind of thing. Sure. Like you're not... Changing anybody's life, but it's a nice... Um, Here's what Beth wrote, and tell me if this matches your own thoughts on this. This is such a refreshing story to hear, considering many churches are known for doing the exact opposite. I myself have been part of churches in which tithing was encouraged, especially in times of financial stress, because it demonstrated faith that God would provide for your needs. Kind of like the seed money, like, yeah, you're poor, but if you give us money, God will pay you back tenfold. Um, if only more churches, she said, could follow suit. It may have been a publicity stunt, but not all stunts are purely for show. Uh-huh. That's where she was coming at uh, with this article. Um, okay, here's my cynical version of this. Uh, I don't like the idea that, hey, poor people, get up here so we all know who you are. Come here. Come grab the money. That's one. There's many. Hold on. Don't look at me like that. There's, there's cameras everywhere. And they're totally, like, 
oh, look at someone. This is going to be great for marketing purposes. Like, come, take the money from the basket that's on the stage right in front. Like, walk up to the stage. Yeah, grab that money while we got the camera on you. I feel like that's very exploitative. And keep this in mind. John Gray used to work for Joel Osteen in Texas. He left to run this church. He has a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network um, called something, something, Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Book of John Gray. He has a show where it's done two seasons all about being a megachurch pastor. It hasn't been renewed for season three, but, like, if there is a season three, you know damn well this little in- the, this stunt will be on the show. They're mm-hmm. doing this because it's footage that they're going to use to make him look really good in the future. And here, okay, that's my cynical, I don't like this guy yet. I'm not, I don't trust this guy yet. That I think he's doing this for him more than he's doing it for them. But here's... Yeah, but that's fucking all charity, man. Like, everybody gives money to make themselves feel less bad about the world and about <laughs> themselves. Like, who fucking cares? He did a nice thing. Can you, okay. can you let him have no, it? Have... No, let me keep going. If you go to a casino and you're playing a Jesus slot machine, Christ. even the algorithm knows if you keep giving us money, you're going to walk away. So we'll feed you every like 10 minutes. We'll give you a few bucks back. We'll let you win some tokens like every few minutes. Because tokens? Whatever it is. Have you ever been gambling? Never. So if they give you a little something, then you're going to keep feeding money to those machines. So by John Gray saying, hey, come up to the front of the stage, take what you need this week and next week we'll go back to you giving us money and we're going to do that for another year at least um this idea that like i'm doing you a favor by giving you something back you could have just said hey don't give us tithes this week you could have said hey if you make like below this income don't give us anything you're fine we got you take care of your family this week do you know that he is he definitely one of those seed kind of like he is a prosperity gospel preacher i don't think he's the a type that's like, give us money and God will pay you back tenfold. But they do say that if you have faith in God, God will reward you. Mm -hmm. And like Joel Osteen doesn't say, give me money and God will give you back money. He says, if you have faith, and I'm just trying to help you find that faith, God will reward you in a more nebulous sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't strike me as the sort of shaming hucksters that I see on uh, the televangelists do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying he's that, but it's like a gas station jacks up the price of gas, and then says, by the way, we're giving you five cents off per gallon. It's like, oh, all right, that sounds great. I'm saving money. No, they just jacked up the price of gas. You haven't saved anything. Like, don't don't think he's giving you a reward because he's still taking your money in the long term. Alternatively. Yes. A thing that has existed in the same way for many years. Meaning the tithing? The tithing, Uh the status quo of it. One week, he did something nice. He's going to go back to his garbage. But that doesn't mean what he did wasn't nice. So, like, Can fucking get... just chill on this I'll one. Add one th- all right, no, all right. No, no, no. Don't die on this hill, <laughs> Hammond. I'll this is you... why no one likes atheists. This is why no one likes because... me. Because... <laughs> <laughs> They're fine with atheists. Here's the one alternative. I've seen some churches do this that I thought was a better version of what John Gray did. They said, hey, this week we'll pass around the collection plate. It has a bunch of envelopes in it with X amount of dollars. We're not telling you how much money, but we want all of you to grab one envelope. Some of them have 10 bucks in it, like 
a few of them have like 20, maybe 50. And like one of them has, let's say, $1,000. And they basically tell the congregation, congratulations, this is your money now. You don't, have to, you don't have to give it back to us, but we're urging you, use this money to do something nice for anybody else. We don't care what you do, how you do it. The one catch, go on our church's website. We have a form set up. Tell us what you did. That's nice. We want to know, and hopefully we can inspire the idea of paying it forward. It's a nice gesture. And by the way, you don't need us to give you 10 bucks for you to do this. Mm-hmm. But it, now that we are giving you 10 bucks, you better do this. Mm-hmm. That's, I like that version of being generous more than I like, here, take this money while the camera zooms in on your face while you express joy at holding up a $10 bill that you had in your pocket before you gave it to the church. That's okay. Yeah. No, that other thing's also nice. Two things can be nice. <laughs> um, ah. So there's a, pa- a pastor named Nadia Bowles Weber. Yes. Nadia Bowles Weber. Um, and she is trying to reconcile um, Christian teachings with this sort of purity obsessed movement that, that she, Christians have She's a Lutheran into. pastor who mm-hmm. is known for being edgy and badass. Yeah, she's got like blue hair and tattoos. Right, and her um, her church, whatever the acronym stands for, the uh-huh. acronym reads like half-assed <laughs> or maybe something more positive. That's but uh, she's known for being edgy and like pushing back against conservative Christian teachings. Right, so she, uh, she is releasing a new book book and it has a name and I'll find it in a second. Mm-hmm. I think it's just called Purity. Nope, Shameless. Mm-hmm. Shameless is her new book that's coming up. It's about sex and Christianity. Um, so she's trying to, to reconcile these two things. She discusses um, the this thing about that the church has tried to hide and control and that is canvas on which other people can write their own righteousness. It's actually ours, she says, of women's purities and women's bodies. This part is mine. I get to determine what's good for it and it's beautiful and how I use it. Um, she talks about the difference between wholeness and purity, saying um, separating ourselves from um, people who try to stay pure are just simply separating themselves from people who are less religious, separating ourselves from our sexual natures and from our own desires, whereas holiness is about connection to God, to ourselves, to our nature. So she um, started this art project where she is calling women who... Uh, adult women, actually any women, who got purity rings as part of one of those, like, purity I'm going to remain ball. abstinent until I get married. Yeah. That, like, I'm wearing I'm gonna, this ring I'm to gonna symbolize I'm going to kind of marry that. my dad a little bit. <laughs> yes. Like, medium marry. Yeah. And then, anyway, so they wear, it's, Jesus, the whole purity culture is buck wild. Um, but or so the she's, opposite. <laughs> so she's asking women to mail in these rings and she is going to melt them down and recast them as a golden vagina. And holy shit, I've never been happier about a single <laughs> thing ever. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool, clever, I mean, it's obviously a promotional stunt for her book, Shameless. I'm fucking down cool. with that. Have yeah. Um, and a lot of women, uh, the whole point of that book, there's another couple of books out there that kind of talk about the damage mm-hmm. uh, purity culture is did to them. Mm-hmm. I saw a report on a religion watchdog website. They kind of police media articles about religion from a conservative Christian perspective. And they were like, why are you giving this woman 
this sort of attention, not specifically her, but another woman doing the sort of statement she's making, uh-huh. saying, why did why are they getting it's just a book publicity stunt. Why are you giving her outsized media attention when the thing she's talking about, first of all, the true love weights rings are not really a thing now. Um, this thing's been over for a long time, the purity culture. It's not a big deal as much these days, whatever. Mm. Why are you talking about it? And the argument is, look, this was a bigger deal in the 90s mm-hmm. when they did all the rings and they did all this stuff. But all the children who were influenced by purity culture and told to remain abstinent until the day of their wedding, at mm-hmm. least, they are now old enough to say, here's what that did to me. Yeah, here's kind of damage. And some of them are now speaking out. But Nadia Bowles-Weber is older than those people who are kind of grew up in that culture, but the ones who grew up in it are now like in their 30s, mm-hmm. and they're ready to talk about, like, I know how it damaged me. Yep. The, Joshua Harris, the guy who wrote a book telling women, especially women, but all Christian young people, like, wait till marriage, don't even date unless you know it's going to be marriage. The guy who wrote all this and really kicked off this movement, he has apologized saying, I didn't, look, I was like 22. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. And I've now heard from enough people who are telling me that book fucked me up mm-hmm. for years, decades. Mm-hmm. He's like, I apologize. I want nothing to do with it. I am asking my publisher not to sell that book. Oh, wow. Like he's apologized for it. <laughs> and now, of course, yeah, I can see why Nadia Bowles Weber would say, give me your purity rings. We're going to turn them into a better symbol. Right. And why other women might say, here's how this messed me up. And I'm speaking for a lot of women who feel the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in, in line with what you're just saying, she said that she's talked to women in their, oop, who women in their 40s who still won't wear V-neck shirts because they were told once that they were immodest. Um, they were told that female modesty was the best protection protection from unwanted sexual advances. Some woman who had waited until to have sex until marriage spoke to her about struggling with sexual pleasure. There was one I don't see it. I must have not pulled it out, out of the um, out of the article, but it was something to the effect of women were taught that not they were not only responsible for their own sexual purity, but that of the men around them because they were just walking. Because if you're dressing with like, if you're walking around with spaghetti straps, clearly you're responsible for what the men do to you. Right. So she's um, collecting these rings until December 17th um, and exchange senders will receive a silicone impurity ring and a certificate (laughs) of impurity. So if you're interested, nadia.beingwicked.com slash sculpture hyphen promotion. That's rolls right off the maybe tongue we right could, there. Maybe we could shorten that, Nadia, my friend, but um, maybe Hammond would do me the pleasure of linking that in we'll link the it. notes. Um, anyway, if anybody does it, let me know. I think that would be really cool, like a fun thing for, for people to do. This week, I heard about the most useless degree you could get from any place of higher education. I have a question. And I put higher in big quotation marks. Is it a literature major with anthropology minor and an incomplete minor in dance? How did you get that exactly right? Oh my god, thank you so Uh much. My parents are extremely proud of me. (laughs) Thank you for noticing. This is from the online-only Luter Wycliffe School of Eschatology. What is eschatology? End times theology. Get the We're fuck all out. gonna burn. That's the name of the school. Eschatology? eschatology? I didn't know it had its own. I think that's the word. Um, they're now offering a doctorate in end times prophecy. Do you think they're like, yeah, the um, interest rates are really high on this, <laughs> but you don't have to worry about it. For the low, low price of $2,240. I can be a doctor for two grand? Yeah. Um, from Wait, a school no, that I'm considering this. is not 
accredited. I could be Dr. Jessica. You could be. Wouldn't that put an interesting new spin on our show? Hammond and the doctor. Yeah, but doctor would have to be in quotation marks. No, that's There no. would have to be an asterisk after your name. Here's what their thing says. No I could finally semin- be the smart one on the show. It'll be great. You're not that brown. <laughs> no seminary in the world offers the doctor of eschatology degree except our seminary. We are it. We have made history with this degree program, and now it is offered exclusively by us. This is from their website. This degree program is extremely comprehensive and rigorous, but worth every minute of study. Sure. You, the student, will be of the very first in the entire world to earn this prestigious degree. Um, So Too grand for a doctorate, though. I'm sorry. Like... Are you sure it's 2,000, I, not 22,000? 2,240. And literally, you click on, like, buy now. Okay. Go to my shopping cart. <laughs> Next to my PayPal. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, by the way, so I'm looking through this site. First, again, online only. Uh, I'm going to text Ross. I bet you do it. I want to know what the thesis looks like, because you do have to submit a thesis. What? Like a left-behind book? <laughs> what, are, what are you writing in this <laughs> thesis? That and what sort of how shitty must your thesis be if they say we're not accepting this? Oh God! What if you failed out of what this if you school? fail out of shitty fake school? Like that's pretty bad. Okay, here's an important question. Uh huh. What holds more weight, uh-huh. this doctorate or like an honorary doctorate? This doctorate holds less weight holds less because weight. at least an honorary doctorate is saying. You did something good in life, so we're rewarding you with the title. That means Do you nothing. Think Ball State would give me an honorary doctorate. Uh, you. Uh huh. Yeah, me, Hammond. Sure. Cool. Um. Such other questions. Asshole. Will if you take credits at this school, do they transfer anywhere? I I look that up because they're not accredited. So what <laughs> you are they going to say? Up? Yeah. Nerd um, check. They literally had a section on their website where they said, you know, FAQ. Will your course credits transfer anywhere else? They said it's quote quite unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> the test. <laughs> Then I'm looking around the school. They have a section of testimonials, and you could scroll through the testimonials. They're all from the same guy. Fuck off. His really? name is Peter Packer. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, what that I'm is. Peter Packer. I am a real person. Yeah, and they all say the same thing. <laughs> I don't get it. I love it. I'm literally um, texting this to Ross and Carrie right now to be like, y'all need to get your doctorate. <laughs> My favorite, they also had a line on the same website that, uh, Luter Wycliffe offers some of the most beautiful seminary diploma in the world. And if you think that sounds grammatically incorrect, that is true because it's Luter Wycliffe, whatever seminary. Oh, what a bummer. Oh my God. And I didn't even know this. They have a promotional video on the site for the doctorate. And I'm like, well, this guy's, you remember like the ShamWow guy? <laughs> I thought it looked like the ShamWow guy is selling. It? It's not, oh. but it looked like that guy selling that this dead. degree. But I thought, oh, this must be a guy associated with the school. And then all the comments people are commenting on are like, no, this is a guy known as like voiceover Pete. I actually don't know what that means. <laughs> what? Wait, what's his name? I wonder if he's on my favorite it, documentary. I think if you search for voiceover Voice Pete or something. Over, I over gotta, Pete. It auto-completed. Yeah, he's a thing. They basically bought this, hired this guy to shill their shitty degree. Look at his face. That's the face of a guy who's selling you truth. He, oh my God. his. It's very animated and it's comical. It's like Jim Carrey in The Mask or something. It's like, yeah, buy this It's like a really big smile. And also his eyes are a little bit too wide. So he's just like. 
glaring. It's a leer more than anything. I yeah. I haven't also, looked up I, as, I haven't looked up voiceover Pete in anything, but this degree is a thing. And by the way, when I was looking it up, I'm like, they actually started promoting this a year ago, but they just put out a press release this week. Oh guys. <laughs> Man, That's hard. This school. I'm sure they have a very small uh, marketing team. It's hard. But they have so many. I always wonder this about these online schools because they do have a faculty. They do have people on their payroll. How do they get the money to pay multiple professors in big Yeah, especially marks? if you're only charging 2200 for a doctorate. They must be duping a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. Uh. Hey, if you, if you have a doctorate in intense theology, hit me up. I want to interview you. I want to hear everything. <laughs> I mean, if the end times actually happens, your degree will be worthless. And if the end times does not happen, your degree will be worthless. <laughs> so, what else you got? Um, As you look up voiceover Pete. No, I wasn't. I was <laughs> texting the thing to Russ to be like, hey, y'all should definitely get on that. Um, a psychic was uh, busted for scamming a woman out of $12,000. Obligatory comment. She didn't see that coming. Yeah, You know what? You're better than that, Hammond. No, um, so really this woman's not. name is Janet Lee. She's 44. She's from New York-ish. Um, she was charged with third-degree grand larceny for ripping off a 60-year-old, 64-year-old local resident for more than 12 k um, I always wonder about these psychics because it's not the first time I've heard of a psychic getting busted for that sort of a thing. Uh-huh. But what's the difference between a psychic getting 12K versus a psychic getting like 120 bucks? Like, is it just a matter of scope? Like, well, it's low it's level. It's from one person. Right. But it's, if someone sees you every week for your psychic reading, for your palm reading, you're scamming them, but you're not getting mm, arrested. Yes and no. Like, you're they're they're... You're paying for a service, right? Like, let's hope you think it's a service. Well, that's it's the just thing, for is, fun. Yeah, it's just, I mean, what's the difference between that victim who clearly is like, yeah, this will be cute, it'll be fun, we'll get our palms read, versus 12K woman who is the victim of a criminal? Because, um, consent, I guess. Uh, consent isn't the right word, but, um, knowing what you're getting into. I know I'm going to sit down with a person for a half hour or an hour yeah. and they're going to tell me some garbage about my future or whatever. But if you genuinely believe that, yeah. you are getting duped. So there is no consent there. Because you think you're getting a thing that you're not actually getting, which is a person who sees your future and tells you about it. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you don't think there's a pretty wide gap between I'm paying you 100 bucks for an hour of your time and you're doing some bullshit on me versus, hey, there's a, quote, Black, a dark force plaguing her since her days as an Egyptian miracle worker in a mountain thousands of years ago. You need to empty your IRA and cleanse yourself. You don't think those two things are different? Clearly the scope and the size and the the manipulation in your case that you're mentioning here, clearly a bigger deal, clearly a crime. I'm just saying on a smaller scale, they're not really doing anything different saying, oh, you want... It's different between saying, look, I just offer this service for this much money come on down and see what you get from it but, versus like a um it, i'm just saying it is a scam even no, if you're not a, asking them to empty out their wallets and give you everything they have yeah um it's still saying i provide this service to you most of them don't have these visible this is just for fun um they don't have the fine print that everyone can see yeah. i'm just saying like what the small scale people are also scammers but, would you but say this that one of, went too far with it like if i got a massage mm-hmm. i can have like stones put on my chakras like do you yeah. think that's on the same level of 
they're kind of doing something. It's not like they're putting a stone on a thing or like um if they thought if they sincerely thought or they knew this is bullshit but we're offering this service even though it's, if they tell you I would argue that I would argue that if you're working so I went, if you're working at a massage place and you do this stuff yeah there's no way 100% of the people who work at massage envy or yeah. whatever are like oh fuck yeah i know all about chakras i know where your third eye is i really genuinely believe this but it's on the fucking menu so and they have, they have to do it yeah and i think <laughs> it's a scam and i think massage envy is i don't i wouldn't arrest I like know. the people giving the massages but at some point it's like at least they're up front saying, look, this is the bullshit we offer you and this is the price you're paying for it. So if you pay for it, um, we'll give you that. If they I went know, ahead... I guess I'm now, just if they, thinking... If they said, here's the medical claims we're making about this thing, isn't this what Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop got in trouble for? Like, they said, hey, buy this bullshit we're selling on Goop. But they're Goop, not and promising results. I think they did in the past and now they don't. Or they're like, here's what it will do for you. Maybe not you specifically, but like this will wipe away all the depression you have or like bullshit like that. Like, I'm glad this woman got arrested, the psychic. I'm just saying like, why aren't the rest of these people? Yeah. What's, what's the differentiation? Because if this woman hadn't taken 12K from this woman, but she got like a thousand from her mm-hmm. and she, that woman didn't empty her IRA or her bank account, would, ha, would it have been a crime? What's the delineation here? I'm not, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Here's the problem is you might have convinced me, but I'm too deep into this argument to, <laughs> to, to admit it. <laughs> <Yes>. I can't. <laughs> My pride is what it is, <laughs> and I'm not willing to say, yeah, that's actually a very good point, Emmett. Let's <laughs> see how it is. Here, 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 let's continue this argument with a different story because I'm curious what you think about this. Uh, and we got about 10 more minutes. So <laughs> I, got, I know we have like a lot more stories. Dubbins. I know. Um, a substitute teacher in New Jersey apparently told first graders oh, Santa Claus this. isn't real. <laughs> According to the story, the sub also said uh, your parents, quote, just buy presents and put them under the tree. <laughs> she also told the kids reindeer can't fly. Well, Elves aren't real. Elf on the shelf is a pretend doll that your parents move around. She didn't stop. The tooth fairy isn't real because mom and dad just sneak into your room in the middle of the night and put money under the pillow. Same goes for the Easter bunny. Magic doesn't exist. There is no such thing as magic anything. Drop the mic. Was walk this out of school. A, an adult substitute teacher? Or was this like an angry eighth grader who just like. <laughs> <laughs> adult substitute teacher at Cedar Hill School in New Jersey. That is kind of fucked up. <laughs> By the way, so. Uh, when we posted this on the site, we basically said, like, dude, you're fr- don't you have a lesson plan you got to do or something? <laughs> like, I remember leaving detailed lesson plans Maybe for that was on subs. the kindergarten teacher's lesson. <laughs> like, she's out sick. She's ruin like, oh, childhood this, this was them. the day I was supposed to ruin childhood, but I'm sick, so. And the, I think you can <laughs> make an Thompson, argument that, like. I need you. I heard from some atheists, like, the sub did nothing wrong. She told the truth. These kids deserve the truth. And the thing is, like. They deserve to have a childhood. And if this is a game our society plays with these kids, that we are going to let you think these things are real. We're all in on it. And it's up to the parents, in theory, 
when your kids find out about it. Now, of course, most kids will find out about it on their own, Mm -hmm. but to have someone just come in and ruin the magic trick all at once when the kids weren't necessarily ready for it or asked for it and the parents weren't in on it. Yeah. It's like, you you just ruined the trick forever. You ruined the joy of being a parent and telling your kids there's no God. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's no good. I don't like that. That's what I didn't like about it. It feels mean. What this person did feels very mean. Not in a... Because I was just running through my head, like, trying to think of counter arguments that are, like, when parents say, like, oh, you can't teach my kid about sex. That's my responsibility. So I was doing that. I had an argument Mm -hmm. with myself in my head for a minute there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the difference is, like, the thing that a sex ed class is doing is trying to, like, make you happy and healthy and understanding the world around you and the consequences of not and, knowing. And by the way, and the parents would know you're doing that. Right. So if they want to take you out of the class, they have that option. Right. The parents did not know the well, sub and, was going to come and in. And the and consequences of, of not having sex education are, list them, teen yeah, pregnancy yeah. and STD spread and, and bad hygiene and all that. This is just somebody being a fucking dick. And like, <laughs> do I kind of respect that? Yes, I do. I respect his commitment. I'm assuming it's a he. I, that's based on nothing. She. She. Ugh. Sorry, men. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just is mean. It's just a shitty thing to do. Like, it makes me laugh a whole lot because really the consequences are pretty slim. Like, yeah. this is a story that I can really sink my teeth into because really the, the like... It was a shitty person doing kind of a shitty thing, but like nobody got hurt. Nobody was traumatized. Nobody's going to be ruined for the rest of their life. It's just like, would you you fire this sub? She's been, uh, she hasn't been fired yet. She does not seem like she has the temperament to work with children. That's, that's what I was thinking too. It's like, not because of the Santa thing per se, but like, you clearly don't know how to deal with kids. I am I'm dying of curiosity to know like the context around it. Yeah, did a kid ask a question like is Santa real and then she goes off on this rant or like did she just apropos 2 plus 2 let's talk about this. Yeah, or like was a kid a, I just read a thing about how like hey parents when you sign things from Santa don't get them like an iPad from Santa because that perpetuates this idea of like Rich kids, Santa brings them rich kid gifts. And poor kids, Santa brings them poor kids. Like, give them whatever the fuck you want. But, like... Just say if it's something nice, this is from us. From mom and dad. Anyway, so, like, I'm trying... Okay, let's try to conjure up the only way that this would have been appropriate. A kid was, like, crying because Santa didn't bring them... Santa said... Her parents said, Santa can't afford your things. And they were upset, and the teacher was mad that a kid was being a brat at this kid who was poor and just decided to burn the whole fucking thing down. Right? Could have happened. It didn't. It -hmm. almost certainly didn't. It definitely was just like this person lost their fucking mind on children. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. know, Has she said anything? The school didn't release the name of the sub, which is the right move. Yeah. But they just said she's been... She's not fired, but she's like not on their list, I think, for now. That's wild. Um, <laughs> All right, you got one more. Do then I, I got to go to practice? Well, I have a few more. Okay, I'm just going to read Pick some really favorite. quick. No, I'm going to oh, read okay. quick headlines. Let's we're going to do, do we're going to do a uh, hot seat. Okay, Ohio lawmakers pull bill that allows sexual assault survivors to track their rape kits. Um, it was they pulled it. They pulled it. 
Oh, why? Yeah, What's so there was. For that? Uh, well, even though uh, Speaker Ryan Smith, who's a Republican, said the bill was priority, he said that he pulled it because Democrats Democrats wanted to amend the bill with an elimination of the twenty year time limit on filing charges and on civil lawsuits and rape cases. <laughs> so anyway, um, so they he, wanted to get rid of the statute it's of a limitations, very and he's Smith like, said no, it's a it very in. emotional issue, and frankly, it's something we need to talk more about. I'm will, I'm willing to talk about it if you're willing to. On it, to work on it going forward. That's why I'm frustrated that we just stopped a very good bill, we, you, from going on the Senate and continuing the process. Um, Democrats say their amendment would have fit the bill, would have fit this rape kits bill, and they wanted them because they wanted them because their bill to... Okay, this something happened. Thank you for that recap. Anyway, it hasn't gotten a single hearing, I guess, is yeah. what I was trying to get to, but there were some typos, not my fault. Um, a woman named Ada Herg, uh, Hegbert, Her, Hegerberg, 23, she accepted a very prestigious um, soccer award thing, and mm-hmm. the uh, presenter immediately asked her if she would twerk for them. She left the do. stage um, British. They are less religious than ever. Thirty, uh, 53% of adults have no r- religious affiliation. Um, only 7% said they attended religious services on a weekly basis. Um, 70% of people between 16 and 29 have no religion at all. Nice. So that's fun. Well done. Um, Italy's vaccine skeptic government just sacked every expert in the country's top medical panel. Essentially, um, this uh, five-star movement fired their entire uh, higher health council, which is a committee of medical experts who advise the government on health policy. So, so they installed a right-wing government, and th- now they're getting rid of the scientists. Correct. So Where have we seen this before? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a little bit worrisome. So the world sucks. The world does suck. Uh, and then we don't have any actionable listener mail. We got some nice letters, though. Thank you from Kang, Dan H., Seth, Eric, Rachel, who sent me a picture of her child who does wear black. Because last, last week I was like, that's kind of weird. You put your baby black. She's like, my fucking kid wears black all the time. Celine Touché. Dion wins again. Touche, Rachel. And Ben. Um, and that's it. Hemant, do you have anything happy going on? Uh, it's cold out. I that's No, I might go to see Illuminations, which is like a local arboretum here. It has a light show. Oh, uh, the Morton Arboretum? Morton Arboretum has a lovely art, uh, light show, but it's always cold. But <laughs> I'm sure we'll see that soon. That's it's a it's a really you grew fun up in the Midwest. How are you so ill-equipped with handling the snow? It's cold. Okay, that's fine. And I don't like gloves because they prevent me from being on my phone twenty-four-seven. Oh, you know what you have to do is fingerless knitted gloves. That yeah, I don't wear. Work. No, I don't wear gloves anymore. I only wear like my my mom made me these like fingerless things because you're. I need my phone. I used that's to be. I needed like to get my winter like, immodesty. I don't have time for How this. How dare right you now. show your fingertips <laughs> to the world? <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, what I, you got? Nothing. I guess I'm right. doing trivia. Welcome to my I'm world. Pretty psyched about it. Oh, I'm getting my house clean next week. I'm you. fucking stoked <laughs> about that. I have two Christmas parties next week. So and I'm invited to zero. Thank you. Unless you want to drive to Schaumburg to go to Morton's. Nope. Mm. Not Morton's. One of this doesn't matter. Okay. Um. Follow me on <laughs> Twitter. Uh. Blueberry. B l u e b u r i e. Uh, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. I am no longer accepting holiday uh, orders. You, you I can't ju- finish them in like one day? <laughs> no, I just like, I was actually like, oh, I'm, I've got a little bit of free time. And then three people asked for custom orders <laughs> who are listeners of this show. And awesome. I was like, okay, I'll do these. And then I'm done. Nice. Um, 
I'm at Hammond Meta. Mm-hmm. Go to friendlyatheist.com. Go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Yeah, email us at um, friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail. Did you do that already? At gmail.com. No, sure, um, do that. Patreon.com slash friendlyatheist. Yeah, that I did do. Um, okay, cool. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>